0: Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Then he then go on the radio again. Yo, If you want to smoke free, go bud yourself You need to go plant a seed. Go bud yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go bud yourself, go bud yourself, go bud yourself. If you want to smoke.
1: Hey, all right, welcome to episode number ninety six of Grow Bud Yourself. We are so happy that you guys are here. Uh, with us 96 episodes deep we got a great show for you guys Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about some cannabis news early in the show and then get right into the cultivation segment uh, which we are talking about how to double your harvest I'm going to give people uh, tips on how to double your harvest pretty much no matter indoor outdoor uh, or where you are so stick around for episode number 96 Brought to you by Rocket Seeds, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, and Excelsior Extracts. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Excelsior Extracts. Outcast and TOH from Excelsior are incredible people, incredible growers, and they make an amazing product. Their THC infused pain rub is made by patients for patients, and it provides powerful relief from pain. This product was developed to treat outcasts' chronic pain, and trust me, this is a super potent topical that really works. You can find out more about Excelsior on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E X C E L S I O R. E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. DM them there to learn more about their amazing pain rub. And don't forget to tell them that Grow Bud Yourself sent you. Hey, all right. Welcome back. It is episode 96, Double Your Harvest Show. We are here. Thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong. How are you feeling, Mike? Oh, so far, so good. All right. That's promising. That's promising. Yeah, (laughs) I can work with that. I can work with that. Um, Yeah, we got a great show for you guys. Uh, We're going to talk about basically just uh, tips for doubling your harvest. We're going to take some questions uh, from listeners. I want to remind you guys uh, that we have merch available as well on the uh, growbudyourself.com website. If you want uh, coffee mugs, if you want... uh, iPhone cases, uh, water bottles, we got those. If you're interested in other things, maybe t-shirts or, or hats or something, let us know and I will put that stuff up there. Uh, we're going to also make some of those available for our Patreon supporters pretty soon as well because uh, we want to keep keep the family happy, keep our, our, our grow teams out there uh, well-stocked with, with vital supplies, uh, water bottles, coffee cups, and and whatnot, uh, you know, protect your phones, all that sort of stuff, uh, and then and show your, you know, grow bud yourself pride. So merch is short for merchandise. Correct. Oh, correct. Cool. Yes, indeed, merchandise I that like it. Uh, that has our grow bud yourself logo on it. It's got an exclamation point, so it's really like grow bud yourself. Yeah. It's really it's in your. It face. It makes a statement. Yeah. It makes a statement, but <laughs> but I digress. I digress. We are now uh we let's talk some news what's uh yeah well we had something we wanted to talk about from last week that
0: uh i got to say i'm i'm really glad that we ran out of time last week because uh it would not have aged well had we talked about Rhode Island like i wanted to because i was going to lay it on really thick with the snark about how they couldn't get this done and it's been months and there's just a infighting and endless negotiations and a governor who's like just putting the kibosh on everything. But uh, (laughs) between then and now, uh, Rhode Island at long last got their shit together and legalized cannabis. So 19 states and uh, the District of Columbia offer adult use legal cannabis. We're talking about
1: like, you know, full adult use, uh, recreational, including home grow, which is great, right? Not a lot of plants, obviously, but, uh, you know, like I always say, the limit is on the amount of plants and not the size of the plants. So just right. grow some monsters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you're right. Man. It's,
0: it's personal use up to an ounce, but, but there'll also be uh retail sales, which, uh will start uh December 1st at 2022 at the absolute earliest. So probably after that, probably in 2023, but uh, there's going to be a uh, retail sales. They're going to give uh 24 licenses, to uh, adult use shops and nine additional licenses to these hybrid medical um, adult use shops. So there's going to be, for such a small state, a lot of options for buying uh, legal adult use cannabis. And Rhode Island got it done. Um, I gotta say, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of them. This has been a long, long time coming. Uh, essentially. Yeah. They've spent months uh, negotiating these three different bills. They got proposals from the House, the Senate, and even the governor's office. Governor uh, Dan McKee had his own proposal. And mm. they they came up with the compromise legislation, but then there were arguments about, well, should it be an existing um, body that, that – oversees the cannabis industry or a brand new regulatory board that oversees it and is it going to be some kind of hybrid mix and everybody weighed in on that and it pushed things back further and just when it looked like they were about to legalize the the bill allowed um the senators to appoint people to this uh, commission And Governor McKee got all huffy because the constitution of the state says that he alone can appoint people to committees. So he put the kibosh on that and they had to go back to the drawing board and come up with new legislation and it just seemed like it was never gonna end. But then, just uh, Wednesday, Governor McKee signed uh, the bill into law. There will be adult use cannabis for sale in Rhode Island and it is currently legal, so that's great, good for them.
1: Wow, that's awesome. And and is there uh, any kind of stipulations of where you can consume? Is it just similar to other states where it's uh, anywhere people can consume cigarettes?
0: I haven't seen uh, the consuming aspect of it spelled out, so I'm not sure about that. But um, I think like a lot of states, they kind of leave that a little nebulous because they want to try to figure out, are they going to allow um consumption lounges are they going to just allow it to be in your home
1: right right so well shout out to tetrahydro club and my homies over there in rhode island because they've been doing this uh you know since they were medical and uh i hope that uh now that becomes quite a hub uh, for rhode island cannabis consumers because uh they're pioneers and one of the few east coast consumption lounges that's uh that's been at it for for years and it's a it's a converted movie theater as well it was like a triplex like three different movie theaters so you can go and like i I can remember you know playing mario kart on like a 25 foot uh you know uh movie screen you know like a lazy boy while doing dabs and smoking joints and uh pretty pretty awesome uh feeling We've we've had some events there as well, and so shout out to them and everyone in, in Rhode Island, all our colleagues and peers uh, there. It's a small state, but very weirdly substantial in cannabis. I mean, Adam Dunn is from there. Uh, John from uh, from Gray Area in Amsterdam is also from Rhode Island. Todd McCormick. Uh, there's it, it, it's a small state, but it has an outsized, it plays an outsized role. In cannabis uh, lore and history, and uh, you know obviously there's the uh, Newport Folk Festival with all the amazing music that's happened over the years, and Dylan going electric and all that uh, so and those mansions now you can hopefully uh, puff down at those uh, at those spots. I, I went to a beautiful kite festival one time in Rhode Island it's very windy, so it's good good place good place to fly kites, man for real. I'm not kidding, maybe it's just seasonal, but uh yeah, it was fun and it was and I was high, high, <laughs> I was as high a so. kite I was high as a kite, nice,
0: <laughs> so wow. to answer your earlier question uh the 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 law is going to allow local jurisdictions to set their own rules on public consumption, so that's oh. going to be done by ordinance. I also just want to make sure that I said these numbers correctly. I can't remember if I did there's going to be. Uh, 33 total retailers throughout the state. 24 of them are going to be brand new standalone adult use retailers. And then there's going to be nine additional retailers that are hybrids that were medical and now will be medical and adult use retail. So pretty cool. Of the the 24 new uh, retailers, 25% are going to be social equity uh, applicants. So they're getting that done there. As you mentioned, there is a home grow allowed and uh, you could have up to 10 ounces stored safely in your home, so good stuff, Rhode Island.
1: Yes, roadie, love it, (laughs) love it, you know. Let's continue the trend, man, 19 states. Uh, When we get to 25, that's half the states in the union. And uh, you know, this thing's pretty much over at that point. We can release all the prisoners, expunge the records, and really move towards full global, global recognition and legalization of this plant. Yeah,
0: Rhode Island is, that, is going to allow uh, automatic expungement of past cannabis conviction records, so that's good stuff, too. Excellent.
1: Excellent. But yeah, man, that's the, great news. The, and I'm glad, so I'm glad we didn't talk about it last week, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <Good laughs> See what that it. cynical attitude can get get you, you know what I mean? Like well, things, it, you know, good to be things fair. can happen, even, even in a sea of, of, of crappy news. Um, there can be great things that, that happen. But what were you going to say to be fair?
0: (laughs) To be fair that this has been going on for, for, I think seven months or something like that. So uh,
1: we had every reason to be frustrated. Um, but I could have, I have opinions about politics in, in Rhode Island, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I want to continue, I want to make it to to our hundredth episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll keep some of them to myself, but Hey, congratulations, Rhode Island, um, can't wait to be back there visiting our friends at the tetrahydro club and our friends uh you know all throughout rhode island um bobby nugs shout outs to bobby and bailey and uh so many so many great uh people you know like i said it's a it's an interesting place for cannabis there's a lot of great growers a lot of great strains and uh and a wonderful place to visit if you don't live there and a place great place to live if you uh want to live in Rhode Island.
0: Absolutely, and you got to say the Northeast is really getting it done. Uh, What do we got, Maine, Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, and now Rhode Island all have uh, legalization laws in effect, pretty good stuff. New Jersey has has been doing rec sales for a month, and it's just been reported that the state took in $24 million in that time. And now you have to remember there's, I think, is it 13 uh, locations right now throughout the state? So, you know, once that, that actually gets up and running and is fully operational, they're going to be just raking it in.
1: Yes. Yeah. New Jersey. And uh, we're looking at you, New Hampshire. What's going on, man? <laughs> Seriously, bro. Yeah. Just tell tell me tell me where we hurt you. You know what I mean? Like, live free or die is the motto of your state. I, I, and you're surrounded on surrounded. all sides. I mean, just. It's an island now. G- give in. Please.
0: Just. Just. That's going to be a, a tall go. order. Uh, the governor there, he's, he's staunchly opposed. Uh, the Senate is staunchly opposed. So I, I, I wouldn't expect New Hampshire to legalize anytime soon. But the good news is literally everywhere else in the region is legal. So you don't have to go very far to get some, uh, some legal retail pot. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, as Dan said, it's a good thing uh, we were saved by the bell. Last week, and congratulations, Rhode Island. Uh, that's a little bit of what's going on in the world of weed. But we have a supersized cultivation segment to get to. What are we going to talk about this week?
1: Yes, we're going to talk about doubling your harvest. And um, you know, we're not just talking about biomass. It's not just about uh, you know, make making more flowers, but better flowers, more essential oil, uh, more glandular trichomes, uh, higher Levels of those terpenoids and flavonoids and cannabinoids and all the noids uh, that don't make you paranoid. And basically, yeah, we. I just. I know you know it's spring, and every, you know the people that are growing outdoors are just kind of starting their seedlings or their clones, or maybe they started earlier. Uh, but either way, uh, it's the promise of of fall. But there's stuff you can do now. Uh, to increase harvests down the road and a lot of times people just need to think about hey what what can I do right now you know just basic little tips uh, that'll make the plants stronger make them able to absorb more light convert that light uh, into essential oils that we love and we dab on and we concentrate and we roll up into nice big spliffs and In order to have those big spliffs, you need to have decent harvests. And so the grow tip is going to be how to double your harvest. You know, ambitious, but not impossible and can be done just by following a few little, you know, tricks that you can do now that'll help down the road.
0: All right. Well, let's get to it, man. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I may or may not have drank a cannabis infused iced tea.
0: (laughs) Well, all that great stuff coming right up in our cultivation segment after this break.
1: If you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about sweet leaf plant nutrients. Sweet leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and, of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S U I T E L E A F.com. The code DANCO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients, as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, You'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DENKO15. Hey, all right, welcome back, and this is our cultivation section, sometimes called the grow section, but it's the section where we try to teach you some tips and tricks on how to improve uh, your cannabis, the quality of it, the yield, the uh, effect, and the overall just happiness that it gives you, and that's uh, that's really what we're our mission is about here, 96 episodes in. And, uh, you know, here we are teaching you to grow and, uh, hopefully having a positive impact on your cultivation experience. And even if you haven't grown a plant, I think, uh, hopefully it's having an influence on future grows. So if uh, we're having a negative
0: impact on your grow, then, then that's bad. You should stop listening to us. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know
1: let us know, let that us know too. hey now. you know we we can take criticisms you know i a, after you know let's say 20 plus years of you know giving out grow advice i can't say i've always been mm. right you know and when i've been wrong hopefully i've i've turned around on it you know on something like neem oil for instance uh i used to promote neem oil used to think it was a miracle cure for a lot of uh, insect ailments but it's not something i push anymore it's uh know, there's better alternatives. And so over time, you know, even uh, HIDs versus LEDs, you know, I mean, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, I was not an LED person, but there are amazing LEDs out there now that are basically ultimately going to replace uh, HIDs in the end. uh, And hopefully maybe Sunshine will replace all of it. But I digress. We are here in the grow segment. And uh, this uh, episode's segment is how to double your harvest now. I mean, really, you could have young plants, you could have, uh, you know, plants even in the flowering stage, but typically right now in the spring, most people's plants are pretty young, um, but, you know, whether they're indoors or outdoors, depending. I mean, your indoor plants could be finishing up right now. It doesn't really matter. But um, the, these tips are, are, are for indoor and outdoor and basically just nine different tips on how to double your harvest. Now, it's not going to be instant. If the plants are young right now, uh, you're not going to double your harvest overnight. But there are things you can do, just like I did, you know, last week and the week before, with uh, you know how to beat the heat. These are ways to be proactive and do things now uh, that will benefit you down the line in the future. Uh, a lot of times, growers tend to just deal with the problem as it arises, or uh, you know, find a solution. To a problem, sometimes you can nip a problem in the bud before it ever occurs, and by doing so, actually uh, increase your harvest, the quality of your terpenes, everything. So, let's get into it. Uh, The number one thing you can do now, uh, no matter really what age your plants are at, is to give them more light. uh, You know, up to a point, obviously, but uh, most plants don't necessarily get as much light as they can handle. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, if they're outdoors and they're young plants, you don't want them in full sun, you know, for 24 hours. Uh, you can't even pull that off anyway, really. So, uh, but what you do want is you want to sort of harden your plants off to sun. Um, but full sun can be pretty harsh. Uh, sometimes you can actually use some kind of uh, cloth or, or um, material that will Sort of dilute it just a slight bit, so it's not the harshest of full sun, uh, but you're still getting the benefit of all that light. It's just a diffusion uh, of a few percentages of uh, that full sun, and it just sort of allows the plant to grow uh, a little le- with a little less of that harsh, full, bright daytime sun. You know, at noon um, there's a lot of heat, uh, and it's just really intense. And I think it's getting more intense, to be honest, uh, as the uh, You know our layer of protection decreases and the ozone layer and all that so i have found that full sun can really burn plants uh particularly after a rain uh or or you know a a good soaking and then the sun comes out and it just fries them Uh, so it is good to diffuse that light if you can uh same thing with house house plants that's why people have uh those sheer curtains uh and stuff is just just diffuses enough of that full sun that it doesn't end up burning your plants Uh, But adding light is great. So any kind of light you can add indoors, you can add uh, LEDs, you can add fluorescents, you can add HIDs, whatever it is, um, or you can add an hour or two. Like, let's say you're vegging at, uh, you know, 16 hours or 18 hours on uh, and six hours off. Let's say it's 18 hours on, six hours off. Make it 20 hours on, four hours off, you know? And in that way, you're adding two extra hours of sunlight. You're going to get bigger plants, stronger plants. Um, And on that note... Uh, tip number two is to lower the light. So, uh, a lot of times I notice that, you know, and I obviously harp on this a lot on the show, but it's a thing, man, people hang their light and it's like three, four feet above their plants. And they just expect the plant to just grow up into the light, just like the, it does with sun, but the sun is really intense. Okay. And, uh, indoor grow lights are not nearly as intense and they lose intensity. Um, obviously high intensity discharge lights are stronger and, uh, Will, will reach deeper into the canopy, so that you, you need to keep them uh, at least a foot or so away from your, from your plant tops. Uh, but LEDs and fluorescents can go closer. Um, you know, 400-watt HIDs should be closer than 1,000-watt HIDs, for instance. Uh, but in a lot of cases, I find that people just hang the plant and then, I mean, hang the light, and then they just let the plant grow up into the light. And uh, really, you should lower it and raise it as the plant grows. Raise the plant if you can't lower the light uh, and lower the plant as it grows. But either way, providing more light uh, by lowering the light uh, indoors will uh, will definitely help to double your harvests. It'll keep your plants from stretching. It'll make them uh, actually stronger uh, when they have uh, less distance between the nodes. Um, they can thicken up in ways that the ones that are long and, and, and gangly can't, uh, and they'll end up falling over. And you need trellising and things. So... Lower the light. That's a good way to double harvests. Um, If the light isn't already lowered, obviously, you don't always have to lower the light if you have it in the proper place. Uh, But I find that a lot of people have their lights too high. Uh, Tip number three, uh, this one is just basically topping and training your plants. Uh, Creating more tops creates bigger yields, uh, but you can't do this in the second or third week of flowering or beyond. You have to do this during the vegetative stage. Uh, when the plant is just growing, uh, leaves and, and branches and not flowers. Uh, but for every shoot that you, uh, either bend or, or remove or whatever it is that you do as far as training or topping, uh, it creates, uh, more three, three, four, five, sometimes more, uh, other shoots that can then take advantage of increased light. And, uh, and because the auxins, you know, uh, the hormones are sent to the plant to let it know, hey, our top has has fall, has been taken down uh, in one way or another. Uh, all those other branches are now, now become basically tops. And you go from the Christmas tree to the Hanukkah bush, and that increases yield. So uh, train your plants, top your plants. You will certainly get bigger yields if you do it properly during the vegetative stage. Uh, tip number four, bigger containers. Again, another thing I harp on a lot, but it's a great way to boost your yield. Uh, you just have your know, root bound plants are again, send the roots send a message to the plant. We are encased in a very small space and therefore, uh, grow accordingly. And if the roots don't send that message, uh, the plant continues to grow at a higher rate, uh, and, and fill out at a higher rate and everything. So, uh, transplant your plants into bigger containers, do this, you know, two or three times during this, uh, growth stages. And you will definitely see the results. The plant will grow healthier and stronger. Every time you put it into new soil, uh, you know, you're giving it that boost, not only of more space to expand into that fresh new soil, but also new nutrients, uh, new trace elements and things that that uh, you, you might not be adding in your nutrient solution. So bigger root, uh, bigger, you know, more root, more fruit, bigger containers will result in bigger harvests so uh and it's hard to to overdo it here i mean i'm talking about i've seen you know 100 gallon and larger containers and the plants grow you know 10 15 feet and and many pounds of of flour in full sun now you need to water them a lot you need to care for them and do a lot of work but uh but bigger containers Mm -hmm. result in bigger yields so do not uh do not let your plants become root bound Tip number five: uh, Here's a simple but uh, but good one: compost tea. This is like a miracle. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing to do. You just take uh, compost. Hopefully, you're already making compost. You take compost, put it in kind of like a tea bag kind of situation, uh, and let it steep uh, in some water. Five gallon bucket or or larger, depending on your needs. Uh, but just those simple Home Depot buckets work fine. Uh, fill it up with uh, clean fresh water. Uh, steep that compost in there and aerate it overnight with a uh, uh, an air pump and uh, air stones that you would use in an, an aquarium just to oxygenate that water. Uh, and your compost will eventually uh, release all kinds of beneficial uh, bacteria and, and, and things into the water. The oxygen will also help to activate those things. And you do this for 24 hours or so, and you end up with this wonderful Uh, very mild. I mean, don't consider this like, you know, some strong nutrient. Uh, It's a very mild nutrient, but it covers a lot of bases and it's very protective for your plants. So, um, and compost tea can be used uh, as a soil drench, just water with it like you would with your nutrient solution or with plain water. Um, And you'll definitely see the benefits of that. Uh, Tip number six is foliar feeding and foliar feeding, uh, you know, can be, best done in my opinion with compost tea as well so that's another benefit of uh of compost tea is you can actually just spray it right onto the leaves of your plant uh and it'll it'll benefit greatly from that uh it'll also even if you even if you just foliar with actually you know it's a misnomer because you're not really feeding but even if you just uh spray water on your vegging plants not not in the thick of you know noon full sun but in the morning or in the evening Preferably morning, where it can, uh, you know, it can slowly kind of uh, evaporate off off the leaves, and they can absorb what they need to absorb. But what happens is, uh, you're also cleaning those leaves off uh, of any dust, uh, pollen, or anything else that could be collecting out there, dirt, um, and things. So clean leaves are going to take in more light, and they're going to also uh, help to double your yield as well. So you'll get bigger harvests if you your feed during the vegetative stage. Um, tip number seven: uh, trellising. Even if you you know you have plenty of light and plenty of water and plenty of food and everything, a lot of times plants will get so big that they fall over. At least a few branches will fall over. If you build trellising to keep those branches up uh, and out, off the ground, if you're outdoors, uh, you'll save those branches and you'll have bigger yields. If indoors, you're going to have that uh, those tops closer to the light uh, rather than sagging down uh where they're not receiving as much light. Uh, so trellising uh screen of green is a great way of this of doing this, but you don't have to necessarily get that complicated, particularly outdoors. Um, just anything to basically keep your plants uh branches upright is gonna help you uh with future harvests. Tip number eight, uh remove the lower growth. Um, anything that you can see isn't gonna really result in any in in, in nice tops. Uh, you just remove that. Indoors, that's going to help you with air circulation. Uh, outdoors as well, but, um, you know, it's also going to just redirect the energy of the plant uh, to those tops. And you'll end up uh, with bigger buds and bigger yields uh, just by removing the lower growth that you know isn't going to result in uh, in anything that you want to, you know, smoke or, or that kind of thing. Anything that's lower than your, your main branches or even, like, secondary branches. Ma- ranches Um, and then the ninth thing uh, you can do the ninth tip uh, to double harvest is just particularly indoors but this helps outdoors if you're in containers as well is just rotate your plants uh, a quarter turn every day or two uh, just rotate them around Uh, indoors this really does help a lot uh, but even outdoors it can it can really be a good thing Um, just think about every time you water your plants just give them a quarter turn in their containers uh, and you'll end up getting light into places where it's not going. Uh, and uh, as that light penetrates into, into places that it wasn't in the past, it's going to basically boost the yield and the health of your plants. Uh, and you're going to result in a higher terpene count too, because uh, really that's what more light does for your plants. It, it certainly helps them build more biomass, but it also create you know creates more essential oil and isn't that what we're really after in the end so that is nine tips uh to double your harvest of you know trichome heavy amazing plants um so i hope that helps
0: all right. Yeah, man, nine tips to double your harvest. Good stuff, uh, as always. And uh, now it is time to take some questions from listeners. And if you have a question, get in touch with us. Uh, our email is info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, we're actually going to start off with some Patreon listeners. Uh, let's kick things off with Hazy Jay Z, who writes, uh, if you're making ice water hash with a full plant, Do you want to break up the buds or leave them whole uh what do you think dan
1: yeah um this is a good one i do believe you do want to break up the buds but you don't want to pulverize them so you don't want to put them through a grinder uh you don't want to put them through anything that's gonna like beat them up uh because you'll end up with a lot more grassy material but just gently sort of taking uh, buds and breaking them up so that you're releasing, re- revealing more surface area, is definitely going to help you get more ice water hash because there's lots of trichomes, with you know, kind of it, with amongst the larger flowers all around uh, the flowers, and if you gently sort of break them up with your fingers, uh, you will be certainly releasing a lot more of that essential oil and basically uh more surface area of glandular trichomes and therefore more gland heads will be falling off um so i wouldn't leave buds whole uh, unless they're very tiny um but i also would not pulverize those buds either so i wouldn't put them through any type of grinding process i would just very, basically gently break them into uh, you know dime size pieces or so um and that way you'll end up with uh with the most essential oil.
0: All right, thank you, Z. Let's go to Potts, who writes, uh, hey guys, you mentioned a high herm rate on feminized crosses. Does that also apply to selfing? What do you think?
1: Huh, Interesting, yeah. I mean, I wanna clarify that uh, I wouldn't say that there's a high herm rate on uh, feminized seeds that you purchase, uh, but when you then do, you know, kind of amateur breeding genetic uh, experimentation with feminized uh, plants and you make your own crosses, you can also then bring out the uh, hermit tendencies of those plants, uh, which have been bred almost out of them, but not entirely um, through the process that you're describing as selfing. So um, yes, when you self a feminized, when you take a, a, a a plant and self it uh, not a feminized plant but just a regular female plant uh, force it to grow uh, male flowers through using stress techniques um, or uh, you know, the silver uh, spray you you get basically male pollen that's quote-unquote male pollen but has no male uh, chromosomes and genetics so Um, you result in basically about 50% female, 50% hermy, uh, plants on that first self cross. Uh, what breeders do is then over and over select for the non hermy, uh, plants, which isn't easy, but that's what they do until you get a rate that's, you know, in the 90th percentile or better, um, of female plants from those seeds that aren't that don't have hermy tendencies. Uh, but it's not something I really recommend to amateurs. I mean, for for people that just want to breed their own plants, uh, I wouldn't breed with feminized plants. I would just use uh, regular males and females and try to get that F1 hybrid. That's the the, the you know, try to use a, a very radically different male uh, and different females and get something new, you know, an F1 uh, that's something that the, the world hasn't seen yet. Some, some flavor or terpene profile uh, that doesn't yet exist. And that is really at the core of a breeding strategy. You really find something new. Uh, and you don't do that by breeding with feminized plants. You do that by breeding uh, regular seeds, male, females together um, that are not very uh, likewise to each other. And that's how you find something new. And that's uh, really the, the you know the only the only recommendation I would make to the uh, amateur breeder. If you found some bag seed that you really really love and you want to do something with it, find something very very different, uh, and then you know hopefully there's males or something of of that thing that's very different, and then cross those, and then uh, explore the variety of options that you get, the different phenos that you get from that cross, uh, and from that F1. Uh, pick out a nice mother plant and uh, take clones of it for years and years and years and grow it out because it's uh, something new. It's something unique and something that you found yourself.
0: Alright, uh, thank you POTS. Let's switch gears and go over to email where AJ writes, Uh, hey guys, I just got a 4x4 grow tent. I was wondering, would it be better to grow 16 plants each in a 1 foot square area, or 9 plants in a 16 inch square area? I'm growing a indica sativa mixes, all with 9 week flowering times, and I'm vegging for 1 month. Thanks for all the great help over the years. So uh, what would you say to AJ?
1: Yeah, so for AJ, I would say due to that month long vegetative time, I would say uh, you should consider possibly growing fewer plants uh, and giving them a little more space to fill out. Um, So I'd recommend the nine plant solution over the 16 plant uh, setup. I would say, you know, as mentioned earlier, use larger containers for each of those plants so the roots have plenty of room to develop and thrive. Uh, I'd go with three gallon or larger for the space that you have. Um, Top and train them as they vegetate, uh, and you should get a very decent harvest. Um, The other thing is nine plants are easier to take care of than 16 plants. It's just less work, you know, and I tend to be lazy sometimes, as we all can. uh, And I just think, you know, a little bit less work for... Uh, the same amount of harvest uh, or more is worth the uh, lack of effort, so to speak.
0: (laughs) Thank you, AJ. Uh, Let's move on to Mac. And he writes, Aloha from Hawaii. My question is, when I get a clone and turn it into a mother plant to take clones from, can I repeat this way of keeping a strain that I like? If I do it this way, will it eventually lose potency? Uh, What would you say to Mac? Mac?
1: All right, um, yes. So uh, the question basically is about genetic drift. Um, if I'm understanding the question correctly, you're asking whether, like, it's a, if it's a clone of a clone of a clone kind of situation, uh, will you eventually end up with a weaker strain? Um, and this is basically a controversial phenomenon uh, that people refer to as genetic drift. Um, people don't agree on this. I have an opinion. I think uh, that reduced potency happens only if that parent strain encounters stress. Um, So rather than being genetic drift, it's actually environmental, um, basically. So rooted clones are equal genetic copies of the plants they're taken from. If the mother plant is healthy, the rooted clone is healthy. If the plant you take the clone from after that is healthy, that next generation clone will be healthy. Um, So they inherit those traits through genetics. But a stressed out mother plant, um, if it's been over fertilized, it's been through hell, it's been uh, flowered and come back into veg and um, that's going to produce inferior cuttings, uh, you know, but that doesn't have much to do with genetics. It has to do with environment. This is the whole question of um, nature versus nurture. Um, But mother plants that are in good standing uh, without stress, without, um, you know, insect problems or or diseases. Um, should continue to put out clones with the same potency and vigor as they have for years, and clone of a clone of a clone, the whole photocopy thing that people talk about, um, should also maintain health. Um, But again, plants get stressed, and that stress continues on. Um, One cool thing that I've learned about more recently is through tissue culture, you can actually uh, bring, bring these strains back, strains that have kind of Um, through uh, environmental stresses and things, have lost potency, Um, now people are able to basically take them down basically to a cellular level and bring them back free of whatever uh, endemic diseases or things that they had. Uh, So that uh, shows a lot of promise in sort of some, because strains do get, to get tired. The other thing is, if you smoke the same strain over and over, you're going to also experience kind of burnout on that one strain. Um, so it's not going to feel as strong to you as it might to other people as well. That's something to consider. But um, in my opinion, uh, it, genetic drift should really be redefined as environmental uh, drift. And it's really the, the nurture side and not the nature side that you need to focus on. Uh, And I've seen gardens where people take cuts of their vegging plants and root them over and over and over for many, many years. uh, And, and, you know, everything stays happy and things are great and the genetics are intact. Uh, But I've also seen plants that lose their vigor over over time through stress. So hopefully that answers your question. And uh, again, this is one of those situations where maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I've seen both sides of this, and I do think it's uh, it's environmental and not genetic.
0: All right, great, thank you, Mac. Uh, let's uh, let's squeeze one more in here. Uh, it's a sort of a two-part question, so why don't we do the first part here, and then we'll finish it up on Patreon. So this comes from DP, and uh, DP writes: When growing plants indoors from clones, what's the average yield for a plant approximately three feet tall? I know it varies with the strain, but give me a ballpark figure. I plan on using a hydroponic drip system with 600 watt HPS as the lighting. I have an 8 by 8 by 6 foot area to use for growing, and I want to grow up to 36 plants total. So uh, so what would you say there to DP, the, uh, the average yield for a 3 foot tall plant in that situation?
1: Yeah, so... Um... You know, I would generally determine a three-foot-tall plant should yield you basically between about a quarter of a pound uh, of dry bud um, once everything's finished and um, the flowering's over and the the harvesting and drying and curing process. Um, So, you know, on the lower side, a quarter pound, um, that's four ounces per plant uh, at three feet. Uh, And that shouldn't be difficult to achieve if you have good lighting, proper environmental control. Uh, and cultivation practices. Um, The way to do that, uh, you you know, again, harping on the larger containers, but I would say five gallons should be the minimum on a three foot tall plant. Uh, I've seen indoor plants in 35 gallon containers uh, that can yield a pound or more, uh, but they grow considerably larger than three feet typically. And they have a much longer vegging time as well. Uh, But those are, you know, like a bit on the freakish side. If if you just want to do your your month long veg and your uh, two months flowering and end up with your nice three to four footers. Um, If you do it, you know, depending on the strain, you can certainly get more, but I think if you're averaging between about a quarter quarter to a half pound uh, from that plant, I would say a quarter pound is, is what you're looking for and anything more is kind of gravy. Um, But uh, it really also depends on the vegging time that you have and how much uh, training you do with the plant and things like that. So it does vary with the strain, uh, but give you a ballpark figure on a three foot tall plant, about a quarter pound or so. uh, And uh, you're growing with hydroponics uh, in a drip system. So you might end up with up to a half pound in that space. So, um, but that's about how much you should kind of uh, generalize when predicting yield. But I don't love to predict yield because so many things can happen along the way. Um, so it's really just, like you said, a ballpark figure.
0: All right, there you go. Thank you, DP. Thanks to everybody who wrote in uh, this week. We're going to take the second part of DP's question over on Patreon, so join us there, patreon.com slash dannydenko. Um, but once again, thanks to everybody who wrote in. If you have a question, uh, you could email us. That is info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, What do you say we take a little break, come back, and put a bow on it? Let's do it.
1: If you're ready to start your own home grow, you're going to need some seeds. Fortunately, our sponsor Rocket Seeds has you covered. You can find seeds for hundreds of high-quality cannabis varieties at rocketseeds.com, including many of our strains of the fortnight. Rocket Seeds boasts an incredible inventory of quality-tested cannabis seeds, whether you're looking for feminized, autoflowering, regular, CBD, or fast version seeds, Rocket Seeds has it all. Plus, Rocket Seeds ships internationally and discreetly and provides excellent customer service. And as a special promotion just for our listeners, you can use the code GBY10 to get 10% off your order at Rocket Seeds. So follow at Rocket on Instagram, remember to tell them Danny sent you, and Check out rocketseeds.com today and get growing. All right, welcome back. It's time for the wrap. Do not go anywhere because we have special deals for you guys. Rocket Seeds, our sponsor, has 10% off all seed orders with the code GBY10 uh, at checkout. So you can save 10% off. on any seeds that you're purchasing from them with that code. Sweet leaf nutrients has the code denko 15 for 15% off. Uh, If you join our Patreon, you can get 20% or up to 25% off of your nutrients, uh, which is a pretty damn good deal uh, for just the price of a couple of cups of coffee. Uh, Excelsior extracts, THC infused pain relief rub, Uh, contact them through DMS on Instagram. If you're interested in that pain relief rub, you know it works. Uh, it's an amazing salve. And uh, we love our friends Tommy and Elaine at Excelsior Extracts. And send them all the love in the world. Vapor.com is our affiliate. You can use the code Yourself 20 for 20% off everything site-wide. There are a lot of 15% off Vapor.com codes out there. Uh, but only one or two, I think, that are like 20% off. So please use our code uh, if you're purchasing uh, puffco peak if you're getting a volcano uh a vapir a pax a uh whatever else <laughs> is out there there's lots of different stuff i'm not gonna shout out a bunch of brands but pretty much any of them that you're interested in are available at vapor.com and you can save yourself 20 percent off with our code growbud yourself 20 um shout out to all the patreon listeners shouts to dj Jacques and winstrong Uh, episode 96 put it in the books